Hello and a warm welcome to all the listeners of the Offstem podcast. This is the T20 Fever. I am Dhanush Lavanya, your host, bringing into you a recap into the Women's Premier League Season 2 and the Pakistan Super League 2024 edition. This has been a couple of good weeks that has uh, gone by. Yes, I haven't done the T20 Fever episode in a couple of weeks time because the last time I did we were covering up the tournament that was the ILT20 which finished up around a week ago on the day PSL started that is when the ILT20 finished up with MI Emirates winning the championship and we also talked about how good SAT20 was uh, for the first month in the month of January which dominated cricket for a large period of time big bash league going on and now with PSL and the women's premier league happening certainly the T20 fever is going to become even more better because IPL is officially going to start on March 22nd the first game will be the defending champion CSK taking on RCB MH Chidambaram stadium it's going to be an outstanding couple of months coming ahead when it comes to the IPL and definitely it is going to be a great great uh, T20 cricket as we lead up to the T20 world cup that will also be happening in the month of June in West Indies so it's as i said the reason why the T20 fever was started was to make sure that we put some light on these tournaments and certainly every every single tournament the big bash league SA20 the IIT Gwadi and now the PSL Women's Premier League, everything is growing really, really well. The audience are coming out and watching the watching the games out there, and certainly the focus is on the T20 cricket at this uh, period of time. But before start going into the crux of the matter in this episode on the WPL and PSL, PSL, do check into the previous episode that I released out out there, and it was a focus towards the Ranji Trophy because it's a tournament that I have a really a good amount of uh, idea about but more than that it has a special spot uh, for me because it's the it's the it's the one of those uh, areas where you are going to see the rawness of the quality of talent that will be available for team india uh, the, the players who play there will one day come out there and represent the country so that throne the tournament ranji trophy has always been something that has gotten my gotten my attention and if you are a cricket fanatic or if you are someone who is working in the field of cricket definitely that specific tournament specifically in domestic circuit is always going to be eye catching this edition 2024 edition has been terrific the seven rounds that we covered out there was really really good uh, and the eight uh, and the quarter quarter finals that happened out there in the previous week that was also really really good four quarter finals having different results we saw vidarbha dominate from day one out there against karnataka and as far as the mumbai versus uh, baroda game we saw mumbai getting that healthy lead that lead that was required to keep themselves ahead they got a 35 run lead that's all but in the second innings they completely took the opportunity and completely outbatted the opposition that was baroda and managed to uh, seal a spot in the semi final tamil nadu didn't even leave so rest an opportunity to open their wings and managed to get a convincing victory with an innings in a quarter final game making a statement and heading into the semi finals and in the final quarter final game that was in maharashtra that is that is going to that was going to be madhya pradesh and andhra pradesh taking on each other we saw madhya pradesh winning it by four runs and that was a close win for them and they also made themselves available for the semi final so it's been a very very good tournament and that's why I have given a statistical round of some good analysis on that. Do check in and provide your feedback so that. But coming into the crux of the matter for this episode, we'll start up with the WPL because 23rd of February. It's almost a week now since the tournament has begun. Around six seven matches have happened. 
and the way the tournament has gone by so far has been really really good the way it started off itself was something that gained a lot of attention out there because first game finalists of the previous edition mi and dc facing each other and the way mi managed to sneak uh, a rabbit out of the hat in the final delivery of the game and especially the way the sachana announced herself into the wpl circuit first game first time she is coming out and playing and she had five runs the five runs to score in the final delivery what she does takes that toss wwe from ali scapsy dances down the track and lobs one straight over the long run region for a maximum sealing the deal for the mumbai indians out there in the first game and it was a bittersweet moment for ali scapsy because she was someone who brought delhi capitals to that scenario of being competitive because with the bat she came out out there um, scored a brilliant 75 in the game because i still remember heading into the tournament i had my doubts on selection of elise capsi into the uh, delhi capitals team because they have signed an annual sutherland now and she's an all-rounder who can also come out and bat at number 4 number 5 position and more than that she gives a quality right arm bowling addition and she and marisan kapar are going to be valuable players who can contribute with both bat and ball and can play at the middle order pretty convincingly out there so it was uh, tough to find a place for elise capsi because just jonathan another player from australia who could be a leader of the attack being the left arm spinner and the experience that she brings in but the team still went with the gut they man they made sure that they made a decision of keeping just jonathan in the bench for the first few games gave elise capsi an opportunity and she did extremely well in that game she scored a brilliant 75 with the bat but with the ball where she had to bowl those crucial overs with her right arm off spin certainly it was pressure that she wasn't able to uh, hold up there and the match was definitely kind of snatched out of the bag from the delhi capitals team as well we can say and certainly that was uh, a brilliant start to the tournament because first game itself the match ends up with a final ball win out there for the mumbai indians that tells us that we will be seeing uh, the games going down the wire if it is competed uh, to the t out there with both the teams giving their 100% and a similar thing happened in the next game as well rcb took on the the uh, up warriors out there rcb scored a mediocre total 157 in the chinnaswamy stadium wicket definitely is not a score that you will be that confident enough to defend but the way the bowlers uh, stepped up and performed out there expectations were from renuka singh thakur from uh, simran bahadur from georgia varham who have been the experienced players out there but it was archer shobna the leg spinner who comes who comes out there and completely takes uh, a moment for herself first ever fifer of this edition of the tournament 5 for 22 was her spell out there and certainly she did really really well in completing the derailing the up warriors franchise she took three wickets in that 17th over that she bowled and she completely derailed the batting of the up warriors took the game to the wire and sophia melan you know the left arm spinner from australia had a good amount of nerves in her this time not like ali scapsy out there unfortunately but still here she managed to uh, keep uh, the batter under control and that was deepthi sharma who has been a terrific player for the indian team out there so keeping deepthi sharma quiet in the final over and managing to get the victory for the team by two runs was certainly a showcase that holding your nerves is going to be a major factor in these uh, scenarios because first of all the women who are playing in the tournament have have not have the regular experience of playing in jam pack crowd uh, jam pack stadium out there especially when rcb is playing since it's happening in bengaluru 
it's going to be jam packed for all the rcb games out there any other games you will be seeing considerable amount of crowd coming in so it is important for the players to hold on to their nerves and perform and the first two games really lived up to the expectations and after that definitely yes it has been a pretty much one sided affair in the next four games that we have seen so far in the six games we have only seen one game that game where rcb managed to win by two runs that was the only game where a team was able to successfully defend their total the rest of the games that we saw we saw the chasing team completely outplay the opposition gujarat giants they played their two games against mumbai indians and rcb both the games they were completely rattled out with the bat 120 odd against mumbai 107 all out for against rcb and it was really really easy for the uh, for mi and rcb to come out and chase it and pretty much convincingly chased it off yeah, within what 12 to 14 overs uh, out there and as far as up playing uh, playing the uh, delhi capitals same scenario happened uh, delhi won the toss they they decided to bowl first they uh, they come in marisan cup which is tremendous 3 for 5 in a four over spell was really really outstanding to see a 4 for 4 Radha Yadav has been 4 for 20 against Shubhi Warriors, completely keep, uh, keeping that attacking batting lineup quiet out there. As I said before the tournament, UP Warriors is a team that has an attacking batting lineup. They have six quality batters in that top six position, whom you can rotate based on uh, how their uh, situation is, how the team scenario is. They have certainly uh, found an issue when it comes to who is the right opening partner for Ali Sahidi because they tried out Brenda Dinesh in a couple of games. She looked a bit pressured, uh, pressurized out there. Wasn't able to score with the attacking intent that, that the team expected her to uh, play with. They went with Kiran Nagar in the third game uh, but, uh, and found uh, success finally out there. But will Kiran Nagar be a player who will be opening for the team uh, for the remainder of the tournament? That is something that needs to be seen out there. But, but that specific game, if we uh, talk about uh, UP taking on the Delhi Capitals, their batting lineup collapsed in the first innings. They scored a mediocre total, and Delhi Capitals just in their sleep out there. Both the batters, uh, that was uh, Shafali Verma and Meg Lanning, the openers, played exceptionally well uh, out there. Both scored their half centuries and managed to get a victory for the team out there for the Delhi Capitals. And certainly, uh, there has been uh, one-sidedness that we have seen over the last uh, four days, where the chasing team have convincingly beaten the opposition. But there is uh, certainly some big games that are going to be coming forward. And looking at the schedule, RCB is going to be playing Delhi Capitals and Mumbai Indians and UP Warriors in a span of five days. They just have one day break between those three games. So how they are going to turn up fitness-wise, how they are going to turn up against these big teams? Because with UP Warriors and with, uh, with Gujarat Giants, there were some, uh, some minuses that was visible out there, which was pretty much well extorted out there by the RCB uh, department, batting and bowling department. But when it comes to Delhi and Mumbai, they are a well-oiled machine out there. The major reason that I will say that the Mumbai Indians lost their previous uh, lost their previous game against UP Warriors was uh, them keeping out two quality players in Shabnam Ismail and Harman Pritkar out of the game and bringing in Easy Wong and uh, Humain Kasi into the uh, playing eleven. The additions were also good. They were the players who replaced were certainly the part of the playing eleven for uh, for the whole tournament in the first edition. But still, the having a, f- a frontline captain out there in Harman Pritkar is a different approach altogether than having uh, your vice captain leading the team. In this case, it was Naxi Vibrant, who has a good amount of experience leading the uh, team herself. So certainly, uh, that was uh, one of the minus factors out there. And 
the way UP Warriors played out there in their uh, run chase. 160 odd they had to chase, and they just showcased why they are such a big hitting batting lineup out there. Ali Sahili, Kiran Navgere giving a good 90 run partnership. Kiran Navgere with those big sixes that she can hit. She has big muscles out there. Very, very rare. We see big hitters in women's cricket. And Kiran Navgere is one of the few players who has that ability to come out there and hit out those sixes effortlessly. She has that uh, bad swing like a West Indian cricketer out there, like an Anthra Russell, like a, uh, like a Kairan Polat. So certainly, she is really, really strong when it comes to hitting those powerful shots. And she was perfectly utilized in that run chase out there. And she made sure the power play is utilized to perfection. You get your boundaries and sixes really, really uh, quickly. Keep up the run rate about 10 runs per over and give a big win for the team. And that is what they got. 160 odd they had to chase. They chased it off in just uh, 16 and a half overs. Got a big win for the team, which was really, really required because they lost two games out there early. And in this tournament, it is eight games for each team. So if you aren't getting those victories uh, out there or if you aren't able to get your playing element set by the by the third or the fourth game, certainly you will be missing out your opportunity of qualification and finishing up at a better position out there. And it was a really good batting showcase from the UP Warriors. But talking about MI and DC, there's going to be two teams once again in this edition that are going to be dominating out there. They will be making sure these minor changes are done just to make sure that the players are given uh, some rest out there. But apart from that, when they come in full force, it's going to be challenging. And RCB in the next two games, will they be able to play a similar cricket? Because they held their nerves and did really well against UP Warriors. They did really well against uh, Gujarat Giants out there, completely dominating them from the word go. But can they do the same against Delhi Capitals and Mumbai Indians? Because they haven't won a game against these two teams. The first edition, I still remember last year, RCB Delhi Capitals. Delhi Capitals scored 223 with the bat, which is the highest total in WPF history. And when RCB came out to chase that total, they were completely blown away by Tara Norris, the USA fast bowler out there. She is not there in this current lineup of the Delhi Capitals team, but she was the one who took a Pfeiffer in that game. It was the second game of the WPF. Uh, in the previous edition, in the first edition. And that game itself, RCB were blown away uh, by the Delhi Capitals team. And in the second game that they played, once again, the Delhi Capitals dominated and managed to have a, a convincing victory against RCB. They restricted them for 120-130 odd and chased off uh, pretty convincingly out there. So certainly, uh, the Delhi Capitals and Mumbai Indians team have big upper hand on RCB. They have 2-0 record on RCB. So it is RCB's opportunity to make sure they utilize the home conditions really, really well and give uh, their fans and themselves a better chance of qualification. Because if you win against these two teams, you have got a victory against all the uh, other teams out there in the first four games itself. And in order to get that, uh, finish up at uh, at least number three position, you need to have four wins under your back. And certainly RCB will be hoping that this time at least they go uh, and qualify and make mark for themselves because they have got the home advantage and they have to utilize it as much as possible. Five games RCB are playing at home and they will be hoping to get as many wins as possible before heading to Delhi and uh, playing the rest of the tournament there is what we can say. And certainly this tournament so far has seen some good batting performances, some good bowling performances. As I said, uh, Sajana's outstanding six out there made a player out of, uh, out of nowhere. Asha Shobhana's Pfeiffer definitely showcased that a player who has a season of experience playing in these kind of circumstances, how mature they will get 
they will become when they come out the second time that was really well showcased out there by Ashish Shobhna. Amelia Kerr was outstanding in that game against Gujarat Giants, took a brilliant fourth for and also scored those quality runs with the bat as well, showcasing her all-round abilities. Marisan Kapp, as I said, uh, someone who has been really, really consistent for the Delhi Capitals team in the uh, in that lineup. She is the fulcrum of that lineup out there, along with Annabelle Sutherland. And certainly, uh, these two all-rounders are expected to do a lot more uh, out there as the tournament goes forward. But some really good batting uh, performances, as I said, are these capsules. Brilliant uh, century uh, 75 in the first game was uh, really, really a good way to start off the uh, tournament. Richa Ghosh did a brilliant knockout against Gujarat Giants. She came in at around uh, 12th over the 13th over and she came in and she started to play aggressively from the world go. She scored 62, of which 48 of the 62 runs were scored by boundaries. 12 boundaries in the out there completely making a beeline of the bowling attack of uh, Gujarat Giants, which is certainly uh, is under uh, the ICU scenario, is what I can say, because Kashvi Gautam was someone that uh, the Gujarat Giants were really, really hopeful for. They paid two crores in the auction to sign her up, and just before the tournament, she had to pull out due to injury. And that has definitely hampered their uh, batting lineup, uh, playing 11 altogether, is what I can say, because she was that bowling all-rounder who could be in that number seven position and be a good support to Snehrana. Snehrana is also a bowling all-rounder, but she's a spinner. But Kashi Gautam is a seam bowler out there. So certainly she would, she was a player that will be really, really missed. And that is the reason why, uh, since Kashi Gautam missed out, the team had to go with uh, Catherine Bryce and Leah Tahoku out there, two overseas um, fast bowlers, in order to fill up that one uh, fast bowler position that they were hoping to see filled up by at least by Kashvi Gautam. And that completely reduced the opportunity of seeing someone like Laura Wolfert at the top order. Otherwise, I, I, with five overseas options available in the playing 11, we could have seen Beth Mooney, Laura Wolfert, and Phoebe Litchfield in the top three. At number five, number six, we would have Ash Gardner and Catherine Price. Uh, Ash Gardner specifically in the number five position, and either Liata who or Catherine Price would have been one of the seam bowlers in the bowling lineup. So definitely it has hampered a bit when it comes to the playing 11 for the team that is the uh, Gujarat Giants. And then it is in a scenario where if they bring uh, a foreign batter, their bowling looks weak. Or if they bring uh, keep a foreign bowler, their batting looks weak. And that is how this scenario is. And the batting order also, they tried out the Krishnamurti in the opening slot. It didn't work out. They tried out Harleen Dior in that slot, but she hasn't been that convincing as well. So certainly it is... Uh, uh, a tough run for the Gujarat Giants at the moment in the first two games. And Beth Mooney uh, getting out cheaply in the first two games. P.B. Richfield kind of losing herself and playing those rash shots out there. Those are the certain minor mistakes that definitely needs to be rectified in order to get some results to your end is what uh, Gujarat Giants would be thinking of as they will be heading forward into the tournament. So this tournament so far, every team has its own uh, kind of flavor. But when I, when I saw the first game out there, and when I saw the 100% effort being put out there and the match was decided in the final delivery with that six from Sachin, I definitely we can say that Mumbai and Delhi will be once again the teams to watch out for. UP Warriors definitely had some issues in getting their playing 11 set. But with Kiran now getting announcing her herself with the bat the way she did against Mumbai Indians, definitely will make her position stronger in that uh, opening slot. And their batting end is, is a bit more settled than what it was in the first two games, is what we can say. And as far as uh, RCB is concerned, they have started off on a good note. 
but it is important for them to perform against the two big teams in DC and MI out there. Can they do the same is something that needs to be seen because they are two games going forward that will be against the Capitals and the Mumbai Indians and it is going to be important how they are going to turn up there. And as far as uh, Gujarat Giants is concerned, as I said, last year also they had an issue on finding their playing 11. What is their right players to, to go with? What is the right combinations to go with? But certainly this time also, even if the uh, squad has changed, even though they have made a truckload of changes in their personnel, still the issue of getting that perfect playing 11 is still a mystery out there for them. And they will be hoping to rectify it as early as possible because eight-game tournament, if you are losing uh, three games in the first four games itself or you are not able to keep up with the rest of the team, then you are going to be finishing up at the bottom of the table. Something that they unfortunately had to in the previous edition, which they would not want to in this edition. And only time will tell how they are going to find themselves. They have got a couple of days break and they come back strong and uh, find a position for themselves in the top three of the at the end of the league stage. That is something that needs to be seen is what I can say. But overall, this WPL so far has been a bit one-sided with five games uh, being won by the teams uh, chasing uh, only one game that to RCB won with a small margin of two runs. That is what always happens, especially in, when you are playing in a condition like in Chinnaswamy Stadium, where run flow is really, really good. Due is a major factor out there, uh, especially the 7.30 games that happen. By the time that uh, second inning starts, that is around 9.15, 9.30, the due will be in big number out there. And that is uh, going to be a huge helping factor. And that is the reason why captains win the toss and choose to bowl first here. And that is the only negative that uh, we might say but apart from that the quality of cricket that we expect only will go better and better as the tournament uh, progresses as the pressure rises and who are the ones going to make a name for themselves because there are quality names there is a sajana there is an ashashobana that has made a name for themselves in the beginning stages can we see some more in the in the process to come by definitely and we shall see who are the ones um, as we uh, uh, pro going into the tournament, into the middle stage, and we shall find out who are the ones that will make a name for themselves. Because if you make a name in WPL, then you are getting a first strike out there for the future, is what I can say. Shifting our focus to the PSL, what a tournament that, ha that has been for the eight editions out there. Uh, one of the few tournaments is what I can say in franchise leagues where all the teams have got an opportunity to dominate in some way or some fashion. Because the six teams that are a part of this tournament have won the championship at least once in their existence. And certainly that's a very, very positive and good opportunity out there. Linear amongst all the teams, equal uh, opportunities being given. And also when six teams out there that are there in the tournament all have managed to win at least one championship, then certainly their management, the player selections have worked out well. And it will be, and the difference between the teams will not be very drastic out there. It will be pretty, uh, pretty much very, very small, uh, minute weaknesses and loopholes that these teams can find in. But certainly, with the way the tournament has progressed over the last eight years, certainly has impacted the Pakistan T20 team heavily out there. Because if you see the players, if the Ahmed, if you see the players, Shadab Khan, if you see uh, Shane Afridi himself can be a best example. They, they have been good players when it comes to the other formats as well. Uh, Babar Azam and uh, Mohamed Rizwan, to be specific, they have been really, really good in ODI and Test format. But T20 is, is, is the format where they are their best out there. What a, form, uh, what a performance by Babar Azam out there. Completed his 3,000 runs 
in the PSL, became the first player to do so. 2016, the first edition, he was a new boy, new boy out there, not so much experience under his belt, someone who was touted to be a future of Pakistan cricket, but definitely and has definitely lived up to that expectation out there as a batsman. Definitely, he has led his team really, really well. And he has performed some really good batting performances for the teams that he has represented. He represented Islamabad United in the beginning stage. Then he went on to play for Karachi Kings. And now, currently playing for the Peshawar Zalmi. He has been a really, really good performer in the PSL circuit for the uh, for the team. And 11 T20 centuries under his back. Second one that he scored a couple of days ago here in PSL. Um, his second century in PSL. And certainly he is a player who has uh, done really, really good for himself when it comes to showcasing consistency. And Pakistan team in T20 cricket specifically have been terrific out there. They finished up as a semi-finalist in the 2021 T20 World Cup. They finished up as the runner-ups in the 2022 T20 World Cup. When 2022 T20 World Cup was happening, no one gave them a chance because they won. They lost a game that was in their bag against India in, in the MCG. They had an easy run chase that was faltered by them yeah, against Zimbabwe, 130 they had to chase and they faltered at 128 or they lost the game by one run. You, you won't expect a team to come back strong after uh, having two really close uh, defeats that is going to affect mentally uh, for the players. But the way they turned around, they got a win against Netherlands out there, they got a win against uh, South Africa as well. And they came back really, really strong in the uh, second half of the tournament. Came to the semi-final, dominated New Zealand out there, got a qualification into the finals. But it came up short in the finals because England were in a, were a different beast altogether after the way they thrashed India in that semi-final game. But, and they were definitely a, a deserving team to go out and win the championship. But certainly, the way Pakistan has played T20 cricket in the recent time, over the last four or five years, PSL has been the major reason why they have got some quality quality players. And we can find here as well, Usama Mir, 13 wickets. He took a six-four out there a couple of days ago uh, with the ball for the Multan Sultan team. And he was just uh, and he has just found that confidence out there. He has just found that uh, rhythm that was definitely missing when he was playing for the Pakistan team in the World Cup because he was certainly a player that was uh, in, a, in a lot of conversation out there because first ever World Cup, very young, uh, very young and very little experience under his belt was definitely was overwhelmed by the amount of uh, expectations that was from him. Still remember the, the amount of uh, people that trolled him, unfortunately, uh, for uh, for the, not his own mistake. That was the drop catch that he did uh, of uh, David Warner. And a couple of mishaps that happened here and there definitely uh, made him a bit, of a, a bit of some jokes during the tournament. But apart from that, he was certainly a player that Pakistan really invested upon. And he is becoming better as the years are going by. And at this tournament, he is a joint highest cricket taker with Mohamed Ali out there. And Mohamed Ali, his teammate itself for the Multan Sultan team, has been terrific with the right arm pace. Played a large portion of his cricket in the test format. He has, an, he has made, he's taken a lot of wickets in first class cricket uh, in the test format, in the four day, five day format. But in the list day format, in the T20 format, he, he has just played a handful of games, around 30, 35 games, and has done really well in that limited uh, opportunities, uh, limited sample space that is there uh, available. So certainly, there has been some really good inclusions uh, coming out from this team. Nassim Shah, another player who's, who has, uh, who did well in the uh, in PSL and got himself an opportunity in the Pakistan team. 
his brother Rubech, uh, he's, uh, he had a terrific under-19 World Cup out there. Took the Pakistan team, led the Pakistan bowling unit, took them to the semi-finals out there. And still, uh, and, and even though they came up short, certainly the Pakistan team will, will be confident with the way they showcase their uh, young under-19 talent. Another under-19 talent who performed extremely well in the previous under-19 World Cup and, and currently is in the works of becoming a frontline batter for the Pakistan senior team that is Sainamayu. He has uh, definitely been inconsistent in this tournament, but one innings of 88 that came out from his bat showcased why he is touted to be a, a, the future of this uh, Pakistan team. 21, uh, 22 years old, and, and he's uh, having the technique out there to play in the international circuit. Certainly, this is going to be important whether he's, uh, how the team is going to invest on, invest on these youngsters and give them the opportunity because it is easy to hand out caps out there and give them uh, a debut game. But backing the players and pushing them, uh, that is something that we have seen with the likes of uh, Usama Mir out there. And, and it is important. If you back them, you have to push them out there. And you have to, even if they don't perform out there in the beginning stages, in the first three, four games or the, or the first five, six games, by the 10th game, they will show some progress as they go by. Backing your players is really, really important. And the PSL gives a huge amount of uh, quality cricketers for the T20 format, at least for the Pakistan team. And in this addition, if we see Lahore Kalandas on one end, they have been really, really bad, winning two back-to-back seasons. And in this addition, they come in and they have completely been derailed out there. Hendricks Klaassen with the bat. Uh, not Hendricks Klaassen, Narasi Wanderlusen with the bat. And Shaheen Afridi with the ball. Only two big positives for the team. Apart from that, nothing much happening for them. Six games in a row, they have lost their way in this tournament, a very, very slim chance of qualifying to the next round. And certainly, missing out Harris Rock is a big factor for them because he has been ruled out due to injury. And those are the factors that definitely have kept Lahore Kalandaras in the bottom of the table. Islamabad United, um, they have uh, quality players in Nassim Shah out there in their, uh, in their lineup, but they haven't been able to play consistent cricket out there. Same goes with Karachi Kings. Same goes with Peshawar Zambi, even though Babar Azam scored a century. But other batters, they also have to step up and perform out there. That is something that hasn't happened from their side. But the way Multan Sultan and uh, Quetta Gladiators, Quetta Gladiators winning three of the four games that they have played. Multan Sultan, they played a large portion of the of the first few games in their hometown in Multan. Got five wins of the six games, pretty much sealing their spot into the uh, playoffs and keeping themselves at the top of the table. And the large reason is Mohamed Ali, the right-arm pacer, and some of me is the next spinner who have taken 13 wickets. He joined highest wicket takers in this tournament so far. And certainly, these batting and bowling performances is what has helped them to be at the top of the table. Almost the second half of the tournament is going to start up, uh, is, is currently going by. And it is going to be fun to see how teams are going to come up and perform there because this tournament is um, is a good opportunity for the Pakistan players to, for the Pakistan cricket board to find some quality talent. Spin department is something that I am really, really looking forward for in this uh, tournament. Who are the ones who are going to be uh, making a name for themselves? Because uh, fast bowlers, Pakistan uh, produces in big numbers out there. Uh, we have seen uh, the amount of bowlers who have, who have the capacity to bowl 140 plus so consistently. And they have come in and gotten the opportunity to represent the country as well. But if we see the <clears throat> uh, if we see the international circuit, Shane Afridi, Haris Rauf, Mohammed Wasim, Nasim Shah, they are the four lead bowlers who are miles ahead compared to all the others who have uh, played 
Even even Zaman Khan is another player who is certainly really really talented, having that sway, sling, bowling action. Fast bowlers not an issue at all for the Pakistan team, but the spinners are someone that they have to find out there. And if I if I currently see Shadab Khan is someone that uh, definitely does well with the experience that he has, but he isn't that con- that consistent or that impactful. You expect leg spinners to take three four wickets in a row. You expect them to take a fivers uh, or or big wickets out there at a time. Like how Osama Amir took that six for earlier in this uh, tournament, but Shadab Khan hasn't had that. And in this tournament, if I see as well, <laughs> there hasn't been that much uh, uh, spinners. Uh, doing that well, Abrar Ahmed, who has been good in the in the test format for the team, has taken seven wickets in the four games for the Gladiators out there. So certainly he can be seen as a possible player in the uh, in the T20 circuit as well. But certainly they need to find some quality left-arm spinners and quality uh, spinners in general because uh, that is something that they lack heavily at the moment in their Pakistan uh, lineup. And T20 World Cup is coming in a few months' time. And they'll be hoping to find some really good additions for their World Cup squad from this Pakistan Super League so that they come up once again and perform really well. Because T20 circuit, Pakistan is a team that is definitely uh, a, a team to watch out for uh, for a cricket fanatic out there because they really play T20 cricket the way it is expected to be played. And they have the talent in them to come out and perform and do well as well. So we'll be keeping our focus on the PSL tournament and I'll be bringing you the updates in the upcoming episodes as well. And we shall see, can uh, these Islamabad United Peshawas and we find a good run because they have been the teams who are at the middle of the table out there, number three, number four, and number five, where they have to get some wins in order to keep themselves in uh, in the context of the tournament, in contention of the playoffs. And it is important for them to get those important wins. Karachi is starting their games right now. Karachi Kings will have a few games in their home turf in the upcoming days. So can they utilize it the way Multan Sultan utilized it? Those are some things that needs to be seen. Lahore Kalandas on the other side, even though they had their home advantage, were completely uh, outblown by the opposition. Six losses, which looks like their tournament is already done and dusted. But the rest of the five teams, how are they going to perform? That is something that needs to be seen. And I'll be bringing those updates uh, for sure. And for the episode, it is a, that is it, is what I can say. And I'll be seeing you in the next episode. This is Dhanush Ravanya signing off. And you are listening to the Awesome Podcast.